Hi, and welcome to this episode of Pod Save the Queen. Today, we have a very special person who has actually become a very good friend of mine, Allie, the psychic medium. Hi, Hi Allie. So, okay, Allie has a barrage of things that she does. She does mediumship. She does tarot. She does positivity and wellness. And she does a little, she's actually doing, you do workshops now too as well, right? She does. Yes, I do. Yes, she does a bunch of spiritual workshops, medium work, and getting in touch with that type of spiritual aspect of yourself. So before we continue, um, I don't really care what you believe in because it's my podcast. So if you don't like it, you don't have to listen. It's as simple Mm -hmm. as that. And that's how I roll. I keep it real. Okay. So. Let's start from the beginning. So when was the very first time that you felt that you had medium abilities? So I get asked that question all the time, and it's kind of hard for me to answer it solely because I've had this since I was born, Mm -hmm. and I really don't know what life feels like without an ability. I mean, there have been times in my life that I have not been as active in my abilities so I kind of got a little bit of a taste of what it would be like without one mm-hmm. but there was a significant experience I had when I was about four years old which is the same age that my daughter um, will be in a few months and um, at that age I lived in a house that's actually only a few blocks from where I live now mm-hmm. and we had a neighbor that I was really close to she was an older lady she was like the neighborhood grandma basically right woman, yeah. Um, Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. And she was so kind and so sweet. And she always used to call me a special girl Mm -hmm. because she, I think even she knew that there was something different about me. Because you know how that goes. People can pick up on each other when they have those abilities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she was, she was just awesome. And I'd go over to her house all the time. We would spend a lot of time together and it was very normal for me to just like knock on her door and say, hi, Margie, I'm here. And she would just let me inside or I could just come inside. Right. Mm -hmm. And there was one day that she went outside to water her garden and I was in the backyard and from my backyard, I could always see her doing that. So Mm -hmm. every morning I'd go out there and I tell her hi. And um, I'm in my backyard like usual every day to go see her and when she was watering her plant she looked different and it like kind of took me by surprise because I was used to the same thing and you were a child also right Right. and I just remember that I thought she had blue lipstick on right and I kept telling her like oh you're Marcy or not Marcy Margie that's funny you have um, blue lipstick on right and she didn't say anything and then she started crying and then I got scared so I ran inside and I told my mom yeah and my mom's proud my mom was just like oh no it's okay just calm down go back outside and play so I did and I started to see something scary on her face like I know her face like got distorted and she just Mm -hmm. looked really different even more than before so I really freaked out and I went back and I got my mom and when my mom came outside she wasn't there anymore my mom said well maybe she went down to take a nap or something you know just just keep playing you'll be fine but in that moment I started to have visions and when I have really intense visions I lose all control of my body and just everything so it's kind of like when you go to sleep and Mm -hmm. your body's paralyzed but all the stuff's playing out in your head what does it feel more like like sleep paralysis because I I I have that and I kind of imagine that being kind of what it would be like yeah yeah it does it does feel a lot like that it feels 
like you know that you're awake and that you're present but at the same time you're not and you can't move and you have no control over anything that you're doing right right yeah and that, yeah, yeah it feels that's, exactly yeah, like that yeah yeah um and when that vision took over I was inside of her house mm-hmm. and her house looked scary and I never thought her house was scary and I remember hearing her crying from her bathroom in this vision that I was having so I went into her bathroom and I heard her crying in the bathtub and the shower curtain was closed and in the vision I opened the shower curtain and when I opened it she was in the bathtub bloated like she had been sitting in the bathtub yeah for a long time um this is morbid, but there was blood. No, no, everywhere. I told you to be yourself. I'm okay. totally into it. This is my this is my podcast. So okay, my gotcha. guests can be whoever they want to be. Okay, thank you. Um, but yeah, there was blood everywhere, like pouring out of her mouth, and I just I just remember seeing the bathtub and it just being like absolutely full of blood right. and the water mixing with the blood. It was just it was horrible. It was, it was horrifying. Yeah. And I was and screaming. And also remember you're a child. You're a child. Exactly. Yeah. yeah child. Four years old. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was just like screaming like uh Marcy, wake up, wake up, wake up. I don't know why I keep calling her Marcy. Her name's Marcy. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> um but from there, uh, she like kind of like floated out of the bathtub and then the bathroom started flooding with water. And in the vision, the water like took us into her living room and in her mm-hmm. living room and the vision, her son, whom I had been told my entire childhood, stay away from him. Don't go near mm-hmm. him. You know, I'm not allowed to be around Margie when he's there. Um, I didn't know when I was a kid why that was. I just right. listened to my right, parents. You wouldn't, you wouldn't question it because you, right. you know, people around you, you're supposed to trust at that age. Exactly. Exactly. And I think looking back on it now that he was like either just got out of prison or yeah. something like that, or just, mm-hmm. just a terrible person all around. Right. Yeah. A negative and yeah. Exactly. And so when I saw him in the vision, I knew that something was wrong, like very, very wrong. And I was like scared I was going to die. Right. And um, I remember I said, you know, we need to help Margie. Mm-hmm. And he just looked at me and laughed. And then I started panicking in the vision. And all of this is in my book, actually, too. But mm-hmm. the, oh, we're going to the get exp- there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the experience that I had with this is crazy because when it was all over with, And, you know, I experienced seeing her dying and what she looked like after Mm -hmm. she died and all of that. The police ended up showing up at my house like a few hours after that. And I told my mom everything that I experienced when I did. Mm -hmm. And she was freaking out and didn't know what to do. So she was just like, we'll just see what happens. And she kept calling to check on Margie and she didn't answer the phone. But I still think at that time she didn't entirely believe that like, I could do that. Right. So yeah. Well, because it's not really a practical yeah. thing for a child to say. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. I think that she was just kind of like, she didn't want to believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the police showed up at our house and the police were like, I, we need to let you know that, you know, your neighbor, um, she's been murdered. And we found out that her, that she was murdered by her son. Um, wow. and the way that I saw everything is exactly the way that the crime scene looked. Wow. 
And I remember having to tell the police officer what I saw Mm -hmm. and his face going from like, oh, you know, there's no way you had to have seen something or been Mm -hmm. in there. You know, it's okay if you're scared to holy fucking shit. Like, right, right. Yeah. Right. Right. And I'll never forget that. It's vivid imagery. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. And ever since then, um, my mom did work with me a little bit when I was younger to help me learn how to control it because she actually went to a psychic that was in our area. And the psychic told my mom that one day I was going to be a very strong medium and I needed to start learning how to control it now so that it doesn't control me later. Right. Right. And my mother when I was really young, was a good mom. She was. Yeah. But as I got older and she went off the deep end, she turned into a horrible person and stopped helping me with everything on top of a bunch of other terrible things, which we'll talk about later. And so I basically had to go into this blind. I didn't have mentors. I didn't have resources. I mean, when, you, when you think about something like that, though, like how do you find a mentor right. or something? Or somebody exactly. who even wants to come forth and say, I have this issue also. So exactly. I would imagine they would want to be to themselves. It's not really something someone wants to shout for. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that was another thing I had an issue with because I was like a little kid, like you just want to be able to be a kid. You don't want right. to worry yeah. about I mean, seeing four or dead five people. years old you were. That's, that's, Right. Rest of it's intense. That's terrifying. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And the amount that I got made fun of and called crazy and all the doctors that I had to go to and and nobody could ever figure out, you know, what was wrong. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have schizophrenia. I didn't have, you know, multi personality disorder. None of that. Yeah, any of those exactly. things that could be relatable to what right. you had psychosis or saw something that wasn't exactly. right there. Yeah, nothing, and, nothing yeah. wrong. Yeah, it and it got time. to a point, right? And it got to a point that like I almost wished that's what it was because just I got so tired of it. of it. Because yeah, I could just take a pill a child, and go away. Yeah, and you're going to all these appointments and you're seeing these horrifying images. I mean, that's right. horrible. It was traumatizing. It was, it was horrible. Traumatic. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And to this day, I mean, I still experience things a hundred times more vivid than I did when I was a child. Right. But I'm sure that strengthened over time and understanding. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that that vision that I had when I was four, I see that just as vivid as I saw, you know, visions I had two days ago. I'm sure because it, it probably left such an etching on yes, you, like it did. the very first time, like, like what is going on now? I exactly. mean, I could only imagine that's so right. intense. Yeah, so, it was. Awful. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, on to as far as struggles, what would you say? And you can say, many categories for this i struggles with your family struggles with your friends struggles with mm-hmm. your relationships and struggles with yourself mentally but friends sure. what type of struggles do you have with this gift that you have i would say that the, the biggest issue i have with it is for a long time i've hated it so much because mm-hmm. it's taken so much from me like i mean to the point where i can't even go to the grocery store like a normal right. person I, because I couldn't of what, what i experienced what, what does that look like if you go to the grocery store so the easiest way for me to explain when it feels like in my perspective mm-hmm. is 
when I walk into like Walmart or something. Right. And the moment that I do, everything is 10 times louder than before I walked into the store because there's so much energy from the living people that are there. And all living people have dead people around them. It doesn't matter who they are, what they are, they're there. Right. And when I'm not actively communicating with the spirit, they do this thing I call like spirit camouflage, mm-hmm. where they just they look like the outline of a person, but right. they're like glowing. And I can't really see their features, but I know that they're there. Mm -hmm. And they, when they see me, because mediums have something about them where spirits know immediately that we can see them Mm -hmm. and they look at me and we make eye contact immediately that camouflage goes away and they start looking like a normal person and they'll start approaching me. And it's like a scene from the walking dead yeah. where all Huge the zombies, I got you. They just, <laughs> yeah. they just start they just coming, start hurting. And, <laughs> they just start yeah. Hurting. And I'm just yeah. like, I, and it's so overstimulating because they're like, Hey, help I me, help me, help me. I need to talk to you. I need help. I need help. And you know, it's just oh like, my God, I'd never go to the store. I don't like going to the store awful. now. I would never <laughs> right. go to the store. Oh my goodness. Right. That's and horrible. It's just, I mean, so many, it's, I'm sure yeah. it's a catch 22. There's parts of it that, you know, with that, you would like that you could yes. help someone, but not when you're going to get right. groceries with your kids. I could not exactly. imagine that being yeah, a pleasurable experience. <laughs> that part of it, yeah, that part of it really sucks. But I think the part that sucks even more than that is that I have, you know, a lot of people that are significant in my life right now that Mm -hmm. only know me for this. They don't know me before I was Ali, the psychic medium, because I've been a medium my entire life and I've been me my entire life, but nobody knows the me portion of that because- Right, which I want to talk about more later with you, because I feel like once you have something like that, People, mm-hmm. I mean, whether it's tarot, I mean, because I do it myself. I ha- I do like mm-hmm. tarot. I have friends who, it's just like th- that's all they want from you. They want to seek it out, and you. Yes. They don't. They don't see those other traits that you have, like as a person. Right. It starts to become a character trait, a personality trait, and then it starts formulating yes. into you, and that's all you exactly. are. Um, Ellie, the exactly. psychic medium, You're not just Ellie. Right. Exactly, and that kind of feels like a constant identity crisis because mm-hmm. it's. I have already have ADHD and OCD, so mm-hmm. I already have struggle finding myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and with that, like struggling to find myself as it is, and then having this, you know, part of my life that feels like that's what my personality is based yeah. off of really sucks because right. like, don't get me wrong. I've met amazing people that are like lifelong friends now mm-hmm. through this, like you. Yeah. And but there are also people that pretend they want to be my friend mm-hmm. just so they can get like an all access pass yeah. to yeah. everything. The and I that mean, really sucks. <laughs> I could imagine. I could imagine. Yeah. So in your, I, I know I've heard it before, but I want, I remember it was one of my first segments I saw of you in the best way possible how can you explain what the after i know that you are aware of what the afterlife is like mm-hmm. i want you to explain that as best sure. as you can i think people yeah, love that yeah yeah of course um so the reason that i know what it looks like and um all of that stuff is because spirits show me often and over time doing thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of interactions and sessions and what have you with spirit Mm -hmm. I know all of it and 
it starts out like when we pass on where there's somebody to take us where we're supposed to go. Mm-hmm. And right after we pass away and we're taken where we're supposed to go, there's this place called the House of Reflection. And in my book, I talk about everything from the start to the finish of the afterlife. And I'm going to be reading that cover to cover as well as all of you. We're going to touch it after. Yay. Um, But in the House of Reflection, it's essentially like a humongous room of mirrors. And Mm. in this room of mirrors, pieces of our life plays nonstop. So from the moment we were born until the moment we died, there's, you know, all these moments. Like if you've seen the movie Click yes, with Adam course. Sandler, so mm-hmm. you know how like he could play yeah, the parts the of little, his life. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. it's just like that. And the reason that we have to see that is we have to reflect back on everything that we experienced in our life and kind of like reflect on what we could have done different or, you know, what led to dying so everything that we do we have free will Mm -hmm. we determine what's going to happen for us Mm -hmm. and nobody is fated to die a certain way that's not from what I know that's not how it works Mm -hmm. so every decision that we make plays a role in how we die and then when we do die and we go to this house reflection we learn why we died the way that we did right and once we accept that we can move forward onto the actual afterlife and when we get to the afterlife it looks just like here, mm-hmm. but a thousand times better. It, everything is vivid. Everything is bright. Everything is happy. Everything is colorful. Um, I just like the biggest thing I've always taken away from the visions that I have of the other side is how bright everything is and right. how colorful everything is. Like lots we, of color. And I it's love just color. Insane. That's how I imagine yeah. it when I think of it. Lots of like radiant colors. Yes. Happiness. Yeah. Yes. It's very like almost psychedelic looking, but not to the That's point where it makes you That's what I was going to say. Like trip, not, not yeah. trippy, but psychedelic. Exactly. Where it's yes. just like an explosion yeah. of sensory and color. Yes, exactly. And when you get there, you are greeted by so many people because after you pass away, there's like a message that gets passed on. And, you know, all the people that you love that are over there are like, oh my gosh, they're coming home and everybody's waiting for you. And so when you pass on, they're all waiting for you and you get to reunite with them and they'll show you around and show you how everything works. And to my knowledge, there are houses, there are beaches, there are cars, not for the same reason that and we have cars. you get to pick your own? Yeah, you get to oh. create your own reality, basically. When do we leave? You manifest no, it, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And um, there's animals. There are places you can go shopping, but the things now, like that, like eating. Animals, and... Can there be animals that are my own also? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's oh, yeah, absolutely. For my own yeah. comfort. Yeah, but it's, um, you know, there's animals, there's cars, there's restaurants, there's all these things. But the reason that there are cars and there are restaurants and eating is not for the reason that we have it. Mm-hmm. It's because those are things we enjoyed in life. So like if you're a big foodie, yeah. you have, you know, food that you can still right. enjoy. So it's just different. That you enjoyed in your, in your exactly. physical right. life. Exactly. Um, like from what I know, you can still drink, you can still smoke, you can oh, still have sex. Like great. there's <laughs> yeah, everything that's great about that life. sounds. What time do we depart? Yes, I know, right? <laughs> um, but everything that we enjoy here is there just yeah. times a hundred. And 
that blew my mind when I learned all of that because mm-hmm. you know growing up we're all pretty much given this idea that you know it's heaven with pearly gates right. and it's angels light and it's clouds and right. it's just yeah. porcelain and marble yes we're all happy exactly and yeah yeah yes and parts of that are true like there are angels and right I'm sure there's a lot of more spirituality going on oh yes absolutely like I know exactly what you mean like very like early gates and yeah exactly white building that's how people perceive it to be so yeah really I I remember I one of your segments you did it had to have been at least maybe a year and a half ago and you had described it like what dreams may come also which is one of my all-time favorite movies movies and that really is my own like kind of perception as well of what the is it's filled with all things with color and life and love and whatever makes you feel good so yeah I love I love your take on that I love it thank you thank you so what kind of family support do I know you had touched on it a little bit but what kind Mm -hmm. of family support have you had with this gift so when I was younger, I would say around like eight to 16, 17, mm-hmm. my parents started to realize how sought after my ability was. Right. And my parents were not rich people by any means. I mean, I grew up in basically poverty. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a nice house on the outside, but on the inside, everything was falling apart. Mm-hmm. We were about to lose the house. I don't know how many times um, we never had food. Like it was just kind of like you know how they talk about how rich people buy these huge houses but then they have lawn furniture on the inside that's pretty much what my parents did and then they lost everything and when that happened when I was about eight they were starting to wanted to use my ability to make money to make money fantastic they sound wonderful and it was yeah and it was It was terrifying it was a lot of pressure because at this point I still really didn't know how it worked and how it was supposed how, to how work it worked, how to control it you know right. what other could it go bad could it go good I mean you're exactly a yeah exactly and they would be supportive while I was doing something for them to make money so like mm-hmm. if they had a friend that had talked about how they had a spirit around them or you know there were even cases where my mom took me places that one of her friends claimed to have a demon attached to it and I was fucking 16 and you know I had more experience child into the lion's den because that's not really Literally. something you should really be doing yes. for anybody <laughs> if yes. it's something and that's a negative entity exactly and um I, I remember there was this one situation that she took me to this guy's house and his house already was in like a really bad area mm-hmm. and the guy like creeped me out and that's just a whole other thing to go into but yeah his house was so messed up like Mm -hmm. it's not often that residencies are haunted Mm -hmm. or have attachments to them it's the people that are in them Mm -hmm. and so when I do experience a residency that has some sort of negative energy attached to it or you know every once in a while when there's a demonic entity attached to something it makes me sick like it literally will make me throw up you'll get Physically yeah sick. yeah and I experienced that as soon as we walked in his front door mm-hmm. and he said that that happens often to the people that live there 
And I was walking around the house and I kept feeling like there was something that was like going to come up behind me and grab me. And I was just like hysterical. Mm -hmm. My mom just kept telling me to do what you're supposed to do, do what you're supposed to do, do what you're supposed to do and just shut up and just do it. And yeah, so I was terrified of her and I was terrified of what was there because I had never gotten rid of a demon before. I'd never like been face to face with a demon and that nature right before. and have to be fa- I mean that sounds like something out of a horror movie where somebody brings uh, yeah the it was of Emily exactly. and you haven't had the preparation I mean exactly disturbing. right and so we got upstairs to his bedroom where and- you don't belong because you know exactly. other reasons as well yeah exactly mm-hmm. and he was like just sit down on my bed and see what you feel and then like I did it because I was terrified of not only them, but the but thing that was there. You, you know, your mother also right. and the pressure on yeah. you and just yes. demonic yes. things. I mean, come on, that's you're a teenage girl. That's terrifying. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm sitting there and I just keep shaking and shaking and shaking and something keeps telling me to look in the closet, to look in the closet. Mm-hmm. And so eventually I'm just like, fuck it. And I get up and I go look in the closet and this guy had, um, I can't remember what the book is called, mm-hmm. but it's the book that Adolf Hitler wrote. Um okay and never a good thing no (laughs) um and he had like all kinds of like nazi related things and i just like i just i couldn't i couldn't be in the house anymore i was like i have to leave i can't do this and my mom was screaming at me the entire time like you need to come back in here you need to finish this you need to get rid of it i'm like there is nothing for me to get rid of Mm -hmm. because it's him right he's the one and is I, I believe that too, like some people, their souls, I, I guess you, maybe you can further explain that Yeah, their souls have evil in it and yes. they are somewhat the evil entity. I believe that. Yes, that's one that's of exactly how it works. Yeah. 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 So like there are demons, but it's so rare and that does not happen anywhere near mm-hmm. as often as people think that it does. I know a lot of people associate, you know, three knocks with that being a demon or, you know, and those can be signs of demonic presence but it's so fucking rare right like, yeah i don't really have i don't be- i mean i believe in it but i don't believe right i think that right. some things are just good and some things are bad it's not necessarily exactly. a demon yeah and the negative entities which are usually like what we see as shadow people so okay. what that is mm-hmm. is we as human beings constantly put out energy all the time, good or bad, it doesn't matter. But when you're in an environment that you strictly put out negative energy and like this guy did, right? and you're just constantly feeding that machine, that negative energy has nowhere to go. So it's going to build and build and build and build until it creates a manifestation right, it's of own, pure yeah, it's own negative energy. Inside of you, yep. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But when it manifests into something, it will manifest into your shadow and that shadow will follow you everywhere. Just like your shadow does when you Mm -hmm. walk on the light, Mm -hmm. it follows you everywhere because it's trying to go back home. It's trying to go back inside of you Mm -hmm. and it can't do that. So it just follows you around. It will watch you when you sleep. It will do anything to make you uncomfortable and while you're sleeping pull more energy from you oh, this and is so much about my life no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> i hope not <laughs> where are you please leave i've had yeah, enough right? <laughs> Go home. But yes and like the thing i told my mom when we left that place is like i can't get rid of this for him because no, it's him it's him 
And he has to do that. You have to be the one to step up and be like, get the fuck out of my house. Uh, yeah. Get away from me. Are you like, you are not a part of me Why are you bringing demonic negative energy into my home, into my daughter's life, into my daughter's soul, into whatever she's, you know, susceptible to in whatever is, you know, the other side. Exactly. Exactly. And I just, I remember when I got in the car after I said, no, I'm not doing this. Mm-hmm. My mom screamed at me all the way home and told me about how much I embarrassed her and how much I made her look like an idiot and all of these different things. And after that, they were even harder on me to, you know, embrace that part of me mm-hmm. for their benefit mm-hmm. so that I could do parties and read people at parties. And you know, read her stupid drunk friends. Yeah, that her friends she'd bring up to her the house. charades and party tricks and, you know, yeah. make money off of you. Ex- exactly. They wanted me to be their cash cow mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I didn't want to do it. So mm-hmm. for a while, I pretended it went away. You're a child. You need a childhood. I mean, that's ridiculous. Exactly. And so I pretended one day that I couldn't see anything anymore. Mm-hmm. And I would tell myself every day, we don't have it anymore. It's gone. We don't have it anymore. It's gone. Mm-hmm. And even though I was experiencing things regardless, yeah. I had to tell myself that so that I could stay in that mindset because right. just, when just I, you know, fake it, just keep programming it. Exactly. So like, you know, right. like the placebo she effect. asks you a question, you're like, don't got it anymore. So it's not exactly that you would have to fear of replying to. Exactly. And I remember it got to a point where it was actually starting to make me not see things anymore. Because you were sh- and, completely shutting down. Yeah. Yes. And, emotionally as a, as a soul and a being. Yeah. Right. And that started happening when I was about, I don't know, 17. Mm-hmm. And when that happened, I was like, I'm not going to let my parents take this away from me because I know there's a reason I have this and they don't. And that's because... I'm supposed to help people. And if I'm not helping the living people, I have to help the dead people. So I went balls deep into every part of the internet Mm -hmm. to find every resource, every material, every book. Another person as well, maybe. Exactly. Which is, I would imagine, insanely difficult. It was. yeah. Yeah. And so Everything that I could absorb and I could learn about demonology, the occult, mediumship, everything. Mm -hmm. I became a sponge. Mm -hmm. And I did that so that I could protect myself if my parents put me in situations like I was with Mm -hmm. that demon house. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't have to do that ever again. And if I did, I would know what to do and not have to worry something's going to hurt me. trained to have a reaction to it. Exactly. Reaction so that you exactly armed or gossip. Who even knows? Right. Grace. Yeah. So explain to us what, I know you do several services, but your most popular one that your son, Allie has a very heavy following and they're called her sunflowers. They love, they adore her. So for her sunflowers, one of her top things that she does is she does a couple of things. We can get into that after her uh, deals that she does sometimes when she sends little messages, but she does connect with your loved ones as a one-on-one thing. So mm-hmm. explain that service to us and how it works. Cause I, I've, you know, I, as someone who's been to other mediums, I feel like yours is very unique. It's mm-hmm. not one that I've experienced before. It was one of the first ones I've ever experienced. And I was really intrigued by it. And I think others would like to hear that, how it's done mm-hmm. and how yeah. it goes. And then you can, you can get into all where to find you at the end with that. 
Yeah. So um, I will say that right now I'm not doing like any more readings. Um, yeah, you I need to, to mentally trust. You have yes. other things going, other projects yes, exactly. that you get into. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But the way that they do work is so I, like I said, I have terrible ADHD mm-hmm. and it, that affects my ability tremendously. So the way that I do my work has to be um, conformed to help my ADHD and so that I can focus properly. Mm-hmm. And that is why I do them through instant messaging. I do not do video chats. I do mm-hmm. not do phone calls. I do not do things in person. And that is to help me um, help my ADHD so that I could concentrate. And another thing that I have found in doing it through instant messenger, where it's basically just me chatting back and forth with you through typing is that it makes you feel like you're not having a conversation with me. You're having a conversation with your person. Which is the part that I absolutely adored. I adored And that's how it should be because that's what mediums are. Yeah. Yeah. We are vessels or like a telephone to the other side. And all I act as as, is that phone. You're on one side and your loved one's on the other. And I relay the conversation. I'm getting chilly while we're talking. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, They always come whenever we do anything. I know, right? I'm surprised you haven't shut off yet. I was like, I know, I know. But I got such a chill. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I just... I I prefer to do it that way because I feel like people are also more comfortable. They don't feel as much pressure to sit there. I mean, I could, I could imagine it being awkward because you're like, Mm -hmm. you want to, you want to have that intimate moment with a person who you are trying to connect with, but you're also Mm -hmm. doing it with somebody else. So it's intimidating to type how you really feel versus like me and you were talking and I'm like, I'm saying something super intense to you about a loved one of mine. It's like, that I'm waiting for you to answer. And I'm all, you know, it's, you don't yes. really get that courage to say exactly what you want to say. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that also just having that to go back and read whenever you want to right. is also it's, awesome. It's there it's in writing. It's there. Exactly. You can always revert back to when you're you exactly need to hear that message. So mm-hmm. I agree. I think that's wonderful. Absolutely. So, um, Tell us about your latest project before we get into Allie, not the psychic medium. Yeah. So So I just wrote a book mm -hmm. um, called Living with the Dead. Yeah. When I first started the book, I didn't really have a plan for it. I literally just started writing because I didn't want to limit myself. I didn't want to have a cap on anything I was doing. I just wanted to write whatever I felt like I wanted the world to know. Exactly. And the reason I did it like that was one of my best friends that passed away a few months ago, who was also my psychologist. Thank you. Thank you. Um, She helped me you know, battle the trauma that I have from being a medium Mm -hmm. tenfold. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I always struggled with was it feels like such a burden to me to constantly have to be available to energy and, you know, let that energy use my body. It's kind of violating. Yeah. It's, it's people you don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, souls you don't know. Exactly. Yeah. And with that, I told her, you know, like I I need to figure out a way to make this not feel like a burden. And she told me that the only way to relieve a burden is to share it with other people. Right. And so I was like, that's exactly 
what I'm going to do. I'm going to write a book and I'm going to put everything in this bitch that I know about spirits, that I know about mediums, that I know about the other side. And I mean everything. Yeah. And then towards the end of the book, I was starting to like run out of ideas or inspiration. And I have friends in spirit. One of them specifically is named Jacob Mash. Mm-hmm. And he was talking to me just like they literally just hang out in my house sometimes and when yeah. I was running out of ideas I was just talking to him like I don't know what to do I don't know what to write about and he was like well can I help with something and then like a light bulb went off in my head and oh my God, can they I, clean my house too they sound like you're right <laughs> right I wish that they oh, could nice do that. Hey, next time yeah. um but he was like you know what if you interviewed me and I was like, that is such a fucking good idea. Right? I, I could do that. And yeah. I could interview you and you could tell me what it's like to be a spirit. Because yeah. the first part of my book, you learn what it's like to be a medium. And then on the other side of it, you learn what it's like to be a spirit. Right. To be the so person you're... who's, you know, conversating with the medium. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I was just like, I've never seen that done before. Never. And I think as like, I, you know, when I was young and I was learning how all this works, I wish I would have had a book like this to right. read yeah. so to tell me, you know, you know, exactly yeah. that I'm not crazy and that the things that I see and experience are very real mm-hmm. and, um, you know, how everything works over there too, because mm-hmm. it would make it a lot easier for me to understand my visions if I knew how all of it worked. Right. And so, yeah, I, I'm so proud of this. I can't wait for it to come out. <laughs> Well, first and foremost, you and I could talk for hours and hours Mm -hmm. and hours. So I love listening to your stories. You already know that. But just from knowing her, Allie, as a personal friend, before I had my first reading with her, her storytelling skills are top tier. So whether it's something that I feel that you're into or you believe or maybe you don't believe throw that out the window. And I just want you to read something that I assure you, I co- I haven't even read it. I co-sign it. It's written by somebody who knows how to tell a story. So whatever you're, I want you to open your mind a little bit, because I'm sure you all read things that aren't really pertaining to your beliefs of your life. It's for entertainment purpose. But I want you to go into this open-minded and trust I co-sign that it's going to be a phenomenal story. Anything she writes, anything, any story that she tells, I'm always hooked. I'm always hung on to it. Whatever the message is, I enjoy it. It's (laughs) It's beautifully written. And I totally cannot wait to get my copy. And when can we get our copies, Allie? Let us know, girl. Yeah. So um, I had a pre-order that sold out in like Mm -hmm. two weeks, which absolutely just astounded. It just Mm -hmm. astounded me. Like, I couldn't believe that. Um, But the book will be out for free. I'm not charging Mm -hmm. for it. um, For digital download on Mm -hmm. January 20th. Yeah. And you can find it on my Facebook page. If you just look up Allie the Psychic Media, my my face should pop up. Um, But I will post links to where you can download that when it comes out. Yes, absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Can anyone order it hardcover yet? Yes. Yes. Um, You can order um, paperback and hardback um, on the 20th as well. The Mm -hmm. pre-order sold out for those um, yeah. and I'm self-publishing them so they I have to right, use so like a time. yeah it's gonna mm-hmm. take a while yeah. mm-hmm. but um the second batch of you know physical copies I can start taking orders yeah, I want for a I want a physical I'm one yeah, of those yeah, I'm absolutely. one of those book yeah. people I'm oh, I'm yeah, I used to be a bookworm as a child 
but um, now I still don't, I can't break that habit where it has to be a physical. Oh, oh no, I, I just, totally get that. I, I won't yeah. get like engulfed in it unless it's, I mean, though yes. I do like, I guess I'm lying because I do like when you tell your story. So as long as you're, you. <laughs> do your audio book for it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I thought about that. Yeah. I think um, that would be a good, I could then they could listen yeah. to it. Yeah. I think That's that would true. be a good idea. That's true. Yeah. I'll, okay. I should do that. <laughs> so let's, let's, in our, in our last 15 minutes, let's get to know you aside from your mediumship. I want to know okay. things outside of it. Yeah. So, okay. What is your favorite thing to do as a hobby on a day off? Play video games. And I know a lot of people think that that's like, that's no, not I'm such, like something I, I would like. No, I play them too. I don't play the yes. same ones that you do, but I play yeah. them too. So I don't find yeah. anything strange about that. Like what's, what's the perfect, what's the perfect day? Like with the video games, yeah. what's the scene? Uh, so usually it's, you know, me and my husband just lounge around a lot. So mm-hmm. towards the end of the night, like after our daughter goes to bed is when we game together. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll just kind of like lay in bed and put on comfy clothes and play halo for hours mm-hmm. <laughs> um and you know eat snacks and stuff i would play halo and i love to play video games because it gets my attention off of everything right. else that's so nothing can bother me too, i'm just like yeah. i do my little phone ones and i'm like that's yes. it don't, don't even look at me exactly. i'm just gonna go exactly. for a little bit yes, okay. yeah. that's that i'm yeah. down with okay yeah so if you were to do karaoke I'm going into my wild questions all about Alex. Yeah, yeah. If you were had to, if you had to do karaoke, can I? Am I going to be able to get you sing this one? You don't have to say yes. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, okay. okay. I, tr- sorry, I told you, I'm always, I'm always going to try. Okay. I know, I know. So, okay, so the mic's on you. Karaoke. What's the jam you're going to pick to sing? The first song I ever learned how to sing was "Part of Your World" from Little Mermaid. So oh my that's God, my I'm ride little, or die. I'm, yeah, I'm a Little Mermaid junkie. Me too. Yes, thank you. Yes, that's that's my favorite too. Old school. Yes, yes, yeah, definitely. Okay. So, what is Allie the Psychic Medium's favorite movie? Oh, Spider Man No Way Home. Who's in that one? I I know Uh, you're a Marvel head, so I'm gonna. I'm I'm my Uh, Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield and Tony McGuire on that that one. one I know that one. I know that one. I know. Okay. Okay. What would you do first if you were invisible for a day? I would either, so in this situation, I'm going to say nobody knows that I went invisible. Mm -hmm. And I think what I would do is I would pretend to be a spirit and fuck with my husband because (laughs) he wants to know what feels like so bad. And that would be the closest You're going to get what you asked for, bitch. That's (laughs) That's what I would do. Yeah. I like, that. I like that yeah. one okay who was your childhood well you're not you're not um you you're straight right I'm bisexual gonna... okay okay good yeah. this is fun this yeah. is gonna make it even yeah. more fun okay <laughs> who was your childhood actor or actress crush give me something so good I, I don't know why, but like I had a thing for cartoon characters for some reason when I was a kid. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I loved Tinkerbell. I had a crush on her. Um, I still do. Uh, Sailor Moon. So I was um, hoping you were going to say Sailor Moon. Yes, that was mine. Yeah. That was mine. Um, and oh my gosh, the Winx Club Fairies. Like, I don't know oh, those. They're, they're beautiful. Me. Beautiful. Um, and then I think for guys, I had a thing for Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Oh, oh. 
Um, and that I was do like now too. Crush. I wish you could, I wish I could come get you in the <laughs> machine these days. <laughs> yeah. Um, and oh my gosh, who else was it? Steve from Blue's Clues. That really was my, my first crush. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm bored. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that one. <laughs> okay. So if a movie was to come out, who would you pick to play you and why? Oh gosh, I thought about this question for a long time because like one of my my dreams was to be a film director and um, an actor. So I was like, who, if I was casting a movie for myself, would I cast? And whoever it was, I wanted them to be one of those actors that's like really good at being raw right. and, like you know, blunt, like really authentic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And the closest person that I could think of was like Jennifer Lawrence because I feel like she's <gasps> oh, really, you know, heck. adaptive. Yeah. She's a fantastic yeah. actress and she can really, yes. like, she could get crazy and she exactly. could be That's a good choice. I like that yeah, one. Thank that you. was yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. What game show would you be super awesome at? Deal or no deal because I'm a psychic. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> yeah. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> okay. What is the most awkward thing that has happened to you during a medium session? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I talk about this in the book, too. And I'll, I go way more in depth in the book. Yeah, but out for, like, the, the premise. Whole, give us a teaser. Give us a teaser. Oh, this was the last video chat I ever did because oh of this reason oh on top boy. of my ADHD. Mm-hmm. So there was this younger guy. Mm-hmm. And I don't have... I don't have men that come to me very often and I don't ever, you know, yeah, I don't really ever think anything of it. Very like male oriented. Yeah, it's really thing. not. Um, yeah. But, you know, there are occasionally and, yeah. you know, the, and I was very hesitant about this one for some reason. I just, I had a bad That's feeling gut, going into why. it yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, he already paid. So, you know, I'm just going to suck it up and I'm going to do it. Yeah, it goes. And so I sit down to do the video chat with this guy and red flag number one, he's sitting in his bed with like a sheet over him. And I was like, okay. Cause it was like, he was like hiding oh under God, his sheet. think it was an OnlyFans by accident? Just, <laughs> just <hold on. laughs> um, this is going to OF lane for me. It fun. is. <laughs> And so I'm, you know, doing the reading. I'm starting the reading. I'm talking to his dead aunt. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, like, because when I talk to the dead aunt, the dead aunt showed up for for this. Yes. And so I'm talking to her. And when I talk to spirit, I look either up or down and I don't look side to side because I don't want people to think I'm looking at something. So I look up or look down Mm -hmm. so that I can acknowledge what spirit's saying. And then I will look at the screen again right so while I was looking up talking to her I wasn't able to see what he was doing right Mm -hmm. so I look back at the camera Mm -hmm. and this dude is jerking off (gasps) oh my goodness I mean do we blame him no we don't blame him we don't blame him we don't blame him but I, I mean, absolutely the audacity. Oh my I, god I was like I'm literally talking what to your animal. dead aunt I mean... and you're wiggling your That's worm. why I asked, like, was I... the dead aunt present? Did the dead aunt say anything? She lost it. <laughs> and like that made me even more mad because I can feel their emotions while I'm feeling and then my I emotions. Imagine that I'd be like, get me the fuck out of here. Now. I was like, <laughs> okay, bye. And I hung up and I was like, cute. This is like That's I amazing. did not sign up for this. No. Did not sign up for the this. <laughs> that was the first thing I'm, I'm like, is the dead aunt still present? She was <laughs> absolutely livid and like Fucking disgusted. Intense. And oh I my mean, God. 
I don't even know what my reaction would be. I would just be like, what the fuck is happening right now? At first, I was like, this can't be happening. Yeah. The I'm red like... flag was flying as soon as we saw the sheet coming. <laughs> exactly. It was, it was, it was awful. Like, okay. What is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Mine will be to never curl my hair like this again because I'm poofing out of New York. <laughs> oh, you, you look so cute. Oh my That's goodness. Cute. Um okay, go. Uh, so there's there's like a little bit of a backstory I'd like to say to this one go really ahead. quick. Yeah. So me and Julie, my best friend that passed away, um, she and I are both huge Marvel nerds. Mm-hmm. And we had this like ongoing thing where I would call her Tony Stark and she'd call me Peter Parker because Mm -hmm. she very much so mentored or was a mentor for me like Tony Stark was for Peter Parker and the newer Spider-Man movies you know a symbiotic relationship that you related exactly Mm -hmm. yeah and being that I don't really have a mom now and you know Peter Parker didn't have a dad it was like I saw pieces of her like a mother and he saw pieces of Tony Stark like a father Mm -hmm. I mean it was to the point where like we were saved in each other's phones as Peter Parker and Tony Stark so it was just a constant you know ongoing thing yeah and there was a conversation that we had like two weeks before she passed away and I still Mm -hmm. can't get over this because you'll understand why in a minute Mm -hmm. um one of the last things that she said to me actually the last thing that she ever said to me on a phone call was with great power comes great responsibility yes which is one of my favorite quotes ever yes yep and that quote is always spoken in the spider-man movies right before the person that speaks dies And I never actually like legitimately saw myself never, like Spider-Man. I never, I never realized yeah. that Spider-Man. And I never had that realization. I never like yeah. thought of myself like that because I don't see myself like a superhero. It's just yeah. not, I don't, but she right. did. Right. And she would always tell me that someday I'll see it and someday I'll understand what you're doing and how much you're helping people. And I never felt like Spider-Man yeah. until that happened after and I found out she died and that was the last thing she said to me I love that I know it's and I know it's sad I know it's like it It, yeah it is you know a gut punch but it's also beautiful it is and I like I don't know how it would even be possible for her to know what was going to happen to her because she died in a car accident but a part of me just feels like she had a feeling or something that it was going to happen or I don't know. Just but for her to have said that relationship, it just manifested. Yeah, it was just insane. And I still can't get over it. And anytime that I need inspiration to continue yeah. to do this, because it's hard, mm-hmm. because even yeah, though I could talk hard. to yeah. anybody's dead people, I can't talk to mine for yeah. whatever fucking reason. Yeah. And that gets really annoying and really frustrating. Frustrating. Yeah. Yes. I and I need that, you know, that drive to continue to be what she, when she used to call me the friendly neighborhood psychic medium, sort of friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, when I need that inspiration, I just remember her saying that to me over and over and over again. What I am going to say to you is, yeah, maybe you're not fucking Spider-Man. Maybe you're not a superhero, but when, as coming from someone who has had losses and of somebody who's a friend, we're all in our lives for a reason or a season. So maybe you didn't realize it, but Maybe you are a superhero to her as your friendship. Maybe you're a superhero to, uh, you know what I mean? Maybe superhero isn't exactly a Marvel person. Maybe it's something that somebody sees in you. You know what I mean? So that means a lot to me. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that with me because I I know what that feels like to share a story so vulnerable like that. So I appreciate you for sharing that with me publicly. 
I really do. That's beautiful. And I I love that for you and your friend. So let's, let's change the tone. Yeah. And tell me, let's see what I got here. Do you want to give me some icebreaker questions and switch and switch the script a little bit? Oh yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to remember the ones that I just ask anything crazy. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Go for it. What was a part of our first session that we did together that you took away with you that you think about frequently if there is a part like that? Okay. So going into it, I, when I, I don't have spiritual abilities like you do. Mine are Mm -hmm. very different. So I feel that I, it's, it comes in very different things, but one of the forms it comes is, is when I find something. So I was, I was at a place where I really wanted to connect with my grandmother and I was, you know, I wasn't, it wasn't a grief thing. I just felt like I was ready to try something I haven't Sorry. tried before. I have dream, I have dream visitations, which you and I have discussed before, but I was not receiving any ones from her. And I felt, which I, you had told me also from your own experience, you can't really communicate with those who you exactly. love either. So I'm like, I get all these crazy people who come in my dreams and have messages for me. I just want to find someone who's going to help me connect to her directly. And for some mm-hmm. reason, you you just kept coming up and it came up like at least five times and I was like you know what let me just you know check it out whatever if it's something I'm into if it's if it's too expensive I won't do it and it wound up working out so going into it I had positive vibes already because I feel like I can read people's energies and I do have that empath type of thing Absolutely. and I know traditionally from things that you have said in some of your segments it's a little alarming and it's a little strange because you feel that people have this strange thing where they're drawn to you or they feel safe around you and you don't so I didn't want to be like be that lunatic who says that to (laughs) you but because I am an empath I can feel your energy and while we were talking I could feel your like that like that you were a good soul that you were a good person and I feel for me having that direct conversation, which is what I think most people seek out when they go to a medium, it really is what defined the session for me. It was very well explained, well translated. Mine was really just a goodbye. So for me, I felt like I could close the door on it. I don't have any regrets on it prior to it, but it was just those final last things you want to say to someone. And I felt like it was done professionally. It was done with compassion and the energy that I felt with you. I just knew that you were a safe person. So that's my takeaway from my readings with you. And then we formed a friendship from it. So obviously you know that that's my genuine feeling about your soul that I get from my empath abilities that I know when I can connect with somebody. Yeah. Absolutely. Not me or anything. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. No. I love that. I love hearing about how I, other people's I, yeah, abilities I can feel work. Those, I can feel those connections when I know that that person is okay. Absolutely. It always gives yes. me a like a safe feeling, and I can yeah. feel the vibration. Like they're safe. They're my people. It doesn't yes, happen absolutely. often, but I know when I get it. That's how. Yes. Yeah. Mine me is. too. Yeah. So I love. Hit that. me with it as as many as you have, and then you can tell oh, me when, you, when you've run when you've run out. Hmm. Well, just, I guess on the subject of like abilities, um, if you had my ability mm-hmm. for 24 hours, what would you expect to experience? Well, based on what 
you have explained it by, I would say I would probably a have horrific. I already, I already struggle with anxiety, but I would probably feel a lot of sadness and I'm not a very emotional person. So I feel that would not be a response that people would anticipate for me to say, but I Mm -hmm. feel that because I have those abilities that I don't personally share with the world and I feel so deeply some things in people when they're not even speaking, I feel like it would take a lot out of me emotionally from the second I open my eyes to the second I go to sleep because I feel like I would want to help. It would be a room, like as you described it, a room full of people and I don't know how to help them. I don't because I'm not a, you know, I'm not a medium. I don't know how to help them or maybe I don't have time to help them or maybe I don't know how to help them. I feel it would be something that would entirely overwhelm me Mm -hmm. and I would probably be very sad. I would have anxiety, but I feel like the sadness would probably be, it would take over me for the whole. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's that's how I feel. I would view it where it would just be all these people in a room and I I'm sad and I'm feeling their, their emotions and I'm empathetic for them and I don't know how to help them or make them feel at peace. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. That's, I've never thought about That's how I would personally, like it would overwhelm me. It would consume me not to be, to be around all of those people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've never heard it put like that. That's, that's awesome. That's a good answer. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see. Oh, I'm trying to think of something not spiritual related. Hmm. Who were your childhood crushes? Oh, there's so many, but I'm going <laughs> to name my two faves, my two faves. And I will tell a funny story behind it. So I loved, I, how old are you, Hallie? I'm a, just a little bit. Okay. So you might, do you know who Devin Sawa is? It's okay. You can I'm not it. good at remembering names. Okay, it's all right. Do you know Casper, the original one with Christina yes. Ricci? Okay. Yes. You know when he turns into the boy? The, the, the boy? Yeah. That, oh, that's yeah. Him. That's him. That's yes. him. Yes. And um, you're way too young for General Hospital, but I loved Lucky Spencer, Joshua Jackson. Uh, it does sound familiar though. Don't worry about it. It's okay. He's really <laughs> somebody who anyone should, anyone should have ever had a crush on. <laughs> So my mother watched a lot of General Hospital. So did my mom. We'll start with Devin Sawa. So it began in kindergarten and I was just so freaking obsessed. And, you know, back then we had the mats. We laid down for nap time. Yeah. And I used to hide. We had Tiger Beat, whatever it was. I used to rip out all the posters of him and I would put them underneath my head and sleep on them and it was always Devin someone you know oh, that's amazing. we had to have a whole meeting and my mom was like I don't know what to do like is it really that harmful that she had <laughs> so I'm so, I I'm so sorry Devin Sawa but it went that far so that was my first <laughs> I think that that's like a common crush for like all girls around I, our age I because did. I did too so yeah I I mean as far as a female one I would say Megan Fox, I really had like a thing for, for a while. Yeah. Yeah, For a while. She's beautiful. Yeah. Like, you know, the Transformers days like that, you know, twins. Yeah. Like that was, yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I, we got any more. What is your sexuality? Are you straight? I am. I am. But I will, I will go off the grid and say that I do appreciate women's beauty and as far as far as because I know it's like a very heated topic right now I think that anybody who wants to like anything love anything 
be anything, should fucking do anything that they Mm -hmm. please. And I really, I feel like this time in pop culture and history that we're really starting to open up that they're making progress those people and it's like all these people who are like quiet about it or embarrassed about it's like it's starting to normalize and in the best way possible absolutely i'm like like back in the day someone would say oh i appreciate that someone's a beautiful woman and it would be like a bizarre thing to say now exactly now it's not exactly so that's a good answer too yeah <laughs> good answer do, we ha- do we have any closing statements where can we find oh, you any anything yeah. you want to include any any additional projects go for it um, let me think real quick um so right now i have i only have a website mm-hmm. and i have a facebook um i'm not a like very tech savvy person and i get overwhelmed if i have too many social media platforms right. so right now i have just the facebook page mm-hmm. oh, my hair stuck my lip okay. um you can look that up. Just look up Allie, the psychic medium. Um, mm-hmm. That's all. And I should pop right up. Um, and then my website is just Allie, the psychic medium.com. I oh. have information on my website about how my ability works. It's extremely thorough. Um, I have information about my book on there. There's also a sneak peek of chapter one on my website mm-hmm. too. Um and you know there's just all kinds of different resources on there and you know ways that you can shoot me an email or yeah you know whatever it may be but um for the time being my book is about the biggest project I have going on at the moment um I've I've put my entire soul into this book so I think I can't wait to read it yeah I can't wait to get it out there and it's so close 10 days and are you going to be doing any meet and greets for it I, I'm thinking about it. Um, if everything plays out the way that I want it to, yes, I will oh, sometime in the spring. Um, I don't know where, when yet, but right. yeah, yeah, I would but love to do that. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, and I think that's pretty much it right now. Things are kind of slow at yeah. the moment and I need them to be. I can't it's the, it's handle- the rise before you know, the storm. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I can't handle- you know the Too book many things and in one. exactly yeah, everything let else it go so. nice and smooth yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, i'm so glad that i had you i would love to I have so you again because you and i oh can talk for hours absolutely. so i'll anytime work something out maybe after your yeah. book and have some downtime yeah. oh my gosh yeah, of course. thank you for having me we have ally the psychic medium that concludes this episode of pod save the queen and remember you are what you listen to so thank you You for listening guys (laughs) and have it's okay and have a good day